Welcome to the Fixed Medical Group Podcast. I'm Dr. Patrick Cucarola, and I'm here with Sam O'Wag, or Dr. Sam Wag. Today, we're going to be talking about detox, so very exciting stuff, uh, something that we do need to do every day, but a lot of us fail, so we're really going to get into the nitty-gritty details uh, to show you how you can live a happy and healthy life. Yes, we are. Thanks for having me, Pat. <laughs> of course. What are we going to get started with? Well, I mean, what is detox? It's pretty simple. It's just a word that's kind of thrown out. You see it on advertisements. It's on the supplements at the store. But what actually is it? That's a great question. It's definitely a big buzzword. Uh, These last couple of years, we've heard about it more and more. You know, need a detox to get healthy. What does that mean? It's removing irritation from our body. As simple as that. We remove those irritants and we supply our body with what it needs so it can actually grow and repair the way that it's supposed to. Yeah, I think a lot of people think like, oh, detox, okay, I'm going to do this two-day, three-day detox after my five-day binger or whatever it is, but in reality, we detox every day, some of us not as well as others, but our body's constantly in a form of some type of detoxification, but how good is it? It's all about balances, and so every day it's going to be doing a little bit, but we want it to be doing the best optimal way, and so that's what we help our patients with. Yeah, um, that's a good way to put it. We are, you know, our body is fighting these battles day in, day out. It is having some detoxification, but when we talk about doing a detox, it's like, let's get over the, I did uh, kind of the three steps forward, one step back type type of thing. Um, over time, as these toxins just add up in our body, we have to take a more serious approach rather than, you know, I'm just going to clean something up for a week or a couple of days, like you said, trying to recover from like a bender or knowing that you treated your body not too well. Maybe you traveled a lot, you didn't work out a ton, you know, you're in some exciting places, you tried some food that wasn't that good for you. Uh, your body's going to be recovering from that day by day. But the more we do that in the years and years of really never going back to clean things up, it catches up with us. And that's what affects our energy, our ability to sleep, and really what wears people down, where we really age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like to kind of use the analogy of like, it's like burning calories. When we think about burning calories, that's usually in a form of exercise, running, whatever, but just sitting here, we're actually burning calories. So that's your detox. Our body is doing that little by little, but we want to maximize it to actually burn the calories to get the results. Right, exactly. All righty. So, I mean... What do we actually need to detox from? <laughs> uh, that big word again, but what are we doing it for, or I guess, from? So it's uh, really what we want to detox from and stop is things that create inflammation. So anything that is creating inflammation for us. Ultimately, inflammation is the root cause of all these um, serious conditions and these chronic conditions that we see in our country. If we can eliminate that bad inflammation and there is a difference there there's some good and there's some bad yeah, i was about to ask that um yeah inflammation does get a bad rap but in all honesty we need it to live every day you know you get a cut you get sick your body sends in the troops which is the inflammation mm-hmm. where we get in trouble is when it's overloaded and we're constantly bringing in irritants or stress in our life and it's overloaded of the inflammations so we're trying to detox from that type of stuff versus yeah. the good inflammation Exactly. Um, you know, we've gone pretty far in the podcast and I haven't done an analogy yet. So I think it's time. Yeah. Um, drum roll, please. (laughs) What I think about for your immune system and why it's so important to detox is imagine that you have this internal army and it's a hundred men. And typically that army, you want it to be forward facing, fighting off anything that's trying to get into your body. But if you're eating foods that are creating inflammation, it's like you're taking that army of a hundred and maybe 50, 60% of it is fighting this internal battle. They're kind of Um, squabbling with each other and fighting over things and arguing. And they're not worried about what's coming in. 
Now you only have 30 or 40% fighting that external battle, and that's when people get sick. And we see this all the time with patients after we do food sensitivity testing, and we find out that someone's really sensitive to a lot of foods. But what they tell us is, no way, I eat that every day. And we have to explain to them that, you know, this test that we're doing, this is an antibody test, and it's showing how much your body has built up these antibodies to these things that are creating irritants. So that's telling us that, hey, your internal army is really busy every day just fighting battles for the foods that you put in your system. And then it does has no energy or manpower left to fight off what could be a really serious thing. I could, we talk about getting sick. That could be a cancer, you know, and you're not able to fight that off. And, you know, people don't understand all the time. Our body fights off a lot of cancers every single day. And that immune system is always working. And that's why we feel healthy. So um, ultimately, we want to limit as much as we can control the things that we know are going to make that army fight itself. So foods like sugar, alcohol, fried foods, they're what we call known irritants. It doesn't matter who you are. It creates inflammation in your body compared to other foods where maybe like a carrot, a tomato, something that you would deem as typically healthy. But for some people, it creates inflammation in their body. We all have different chemistry. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually sensitive to almonds and blueberries. Those are considered <laughs> superfoods. You should eat them every day according to some Google articles. But specifically to me, that is an irritant in my body. Every time I have those blueberries or those almonds that for others, it would be really healthy and beneficial. My body's going through that battle that you were talking about. And those, I guess, soldiers were talking about are going to attack that yeah. versus the things that I and want it to go after, I guess. And that's a per- like what Pat said is a perfect example because now he is doing what he thinks is healthy, right? You eat those almonds, blueberries. And like you said, most people, you Google that, you're going to find like not much agree- disagreement on those being healthy. Uh, a lot of people would be recommended to eat them. So if he thinks he's doing the right thing, hey, every day I'm doing this. I've been really sticking to this program. But if you don't know that that known food is really bad for you, he's not going to end up in a good spot. And then year after year, it's getting worse, worse, worse. So, you know, we want to test and not guess about what's going on. And there is that specificity. And we've seen this with patients where if someone had something pretty similar to that, right? It was like blueberry, oat milk. I love that story. I feel bad for the guy, but he was going to gastroenterologist. He was literally having tubes up or scopes up his butt to go see what's going on with his digestive issues. He was following this diet that was like every morning you should have oatmeal with this milk, blueberries, almonds, and a little whey protein. We did end up doing a test, and it showed pretty much everything. Oats, blueberry, almonds, and dairy were all on his sensitivity. He took it out. Within three days, he was like, his gut issues went away. He basically got to call all his gastroenterologists, these specialists that were doing these specialized tests, going pretty invasive, trying to figure out what was wrong with him. It was as simple as it was his daily breakfast. He eliminated it, and he's off and running and feeling great. And we love when we find things like that. Like Pat said, we feel bad for the guy. That's crazy. You had to go through a lot to get to an answer. That was pretty easy to find, really. Um, But it's uh, really nice when we find these with patients, and that gives somebody the power to know. uh, Ultimately, on fruits, I see peach pops up all the time. It's not something you would say, like, oh, a lot of people are sensitive to peach. But uh, surprisingly, it, it is. So if you know that and, um, you know, if summer comes up, you're eating all these fruit salads and that's in there all the time. You're like, man, I can never kick this weight or my energy sucks or whatever. And you're just putting something negative in there every single day. Um, those are huge. So we need to know what foods create it for us. Yeah, that's that gets into the specifics. But there's also just going back to the 
known for everyone that are inflammatory mm-hmm. irritants. That yeah. sugar, that big bad sugar, mm-hmm. right? That is the huge one, which we're going to talk about uh, next week more in depth. Yeah, if we're going to, you know, this one deserves its own a whole show because we really want to give everybody the tools that they can um, have to make it easier. So how to read labels, identify that, what food swaps make it easy. So we can kind of cook, kick that sugar habit. And um, we understand it's not always super easy. The sugar is really strong in our neurology and it builds really strong habits and it makes it a little harder to kick. And then that inner voice where it's like, you had a good day, have that cup, have that cupcake. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> and and uh, the, the better and better we get, the healthier we are, the better our hormones are. I promise uh, conquering that little inner voice is just easier and easier. And here's a disclaimer to our patients. We love you and we appreciate you. Stop bringing us sweets and donuts as thank yous for helping us. Bring us like a vegetable platter. You know, it's very sweet. We're very thankful for it, but that's not what we're about. Yeah. Amazon gift card. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And then fr- you mentioned fried foods earlier. Um, that's a big one that people don't really recognize. They think about the calories and all that, but really how bad it is in terms of inflammation. It can yeah. last, what, three to four days, just that one fried food. Yeah, I share the stat all the time because it's so mind-blowing to me. And really, you know, knowledge is power if you're going to make changes with our health. If someone smokes a cigarette, it only creates inflammation in your body for about three to four hours. It's not that long. And uh, whether you smoke or not, everybody has heard all the amount of, like, uh, carcinogens inside of a cigarette how many chemicals are inside of that all those known really bad things well let's contrast that to fried food fried food creates inflammation for three to four days that's pretty crazy and there's not a lot of talk on the new there's not a surgeon general warning on fried food or talking about how many carcinogens it has or all these bad things so you have to imagine how foreign is that to your body and when we think of inflammation that's a good way to think about it is it's simply something going in that your body doesn't know what to do with it doesn't know where to sort it or to put it so it attacks it yeah and when you think about fried food i mean if you have it once a week yeah that's three to four days that's almost half your week yeah <laughs> inflamed so if even if you just do it two days that's your entire life. Two days a week is pretty much six to seven days every week of yeah. your life. I use, uh, I call this my soccer mom example. Could be a soccer dad, doesn't matter. But if you're running that carpool, right, and you think, uh, I eat pretty healthy, right? Had a good breakfast, had some eggs and bacon, coffee, pretty standard, like American breakfast. After that, um, you have to drop the kids off. You're like, yep, I didn't, I took them through uh, in and out but I didn't get anything. Well, did you have anything? Did you try any of your kids' food? Oh, yeah, I had one handful of fries or like a couple fries. Okay, well, if that's Monday, you're going to have inflammation until Wednesday or Thursday. And if that ticks around to that's the next time you have to bring the, pick the kids up from soccer and you do that same thing, you just I had a little handful, well, you're pretty much inflamed all the time then because you never worked out of that one. So people don't realize those little hits. It's like, oh, stopped at happy hour, had some wings. That's fried. Um, had a salad. I was going to be healthy. Had some fried onion petals in it. It just sneaks in everywhere. And that little bit of fried makes such a big difference. And pe- we don't always, um, you know, kind of put it in our health notebook when you had a handful of something, but you didn't order it because you don't feel like you got it. Yeah, And these all like exponentially build. Like say you have a mm-hmm. fun night with some friends and you have a bunch of drinks and might go out for uh, some fried food because, you know, a little indulgent after the drinks and then you're going to get that milkshake at the you know as the dessert and those all just build upon each other and it might just be that one you know bad night of the week but when you put that all together it just builds and builds and yeah. builds and your body is in this like constant state of and inflammation 
talking about decisions we make when we drink, I mean, alcohol is the number one inflammation. Alcohol is poison. And like we just said, yeah, spirit, it can raise your spirits. Um, you know, it can be a fun thing, but really we should keep alcohol down to this very absolute minimum, in my opinion, where it's used for celebration and really the, those great times where we can indulge, have fun. No, we're going to feel not amazing, but being okay with that, as opposed to it's so normalized in our culture. And as soon as you drink alcohol, your body has to eliminate that poison first. It puts all other processes on halt. So now that internal army Hundred percent of those guys, you have their attention, and that's all they're working on. So when your that food intake comes in, now we make that bad decision. Have some fried food, that milkshake. We're just going crazy, and all that food has to get stored. That's going to be stored as fat because your body can't prioritize metabolizing that until it's done with that alcohol. It's registering that as a poison that's attempting to kill you. I don't know. I think it's Arabic, but the term alcohol actually means poison. Like, that's the original coin of it. And we just say, like, oh, can I have some alcohol or whatever? A couple but drinks. Yeah. And what if I said, hey, Sam, you want to go out for some arsenic? <laughs> right. It doesn't make sense. But I mean, where? it's just a part of our normal, I guess, lifestyle that you hear it all about. It's just another thrown yeah. out the window normal thing. But it's pretty crazy that. When I was driving over here today, I was kind of thinking about a, a different, you know, I was trying to build the analogies. But um, when we do examples that it's not our own body, things seem really simple. It's like, hey, I want you to water this plant. 30% water, or then 70% is going to be this alcohol. You're like, mm, I don't feel like that's good for plant growth. They're like, oh, no, it'll definitely shorten its life, but it's really fun for the plant. It likes it. You're like, I think I just want to give it water. Um, but we do that so often with ourselves, these little short-term pleasures, right? Um, you know, if you've heard that saying, like, nothing uh, tastes as good as, you know, looking or feeling good, whatever, I'm butchering this, yeah. nothing as uh, looking good feels or however they say that. And truthfully, uh, I think a lot of people are like, well, you've never had pizza. You've never had this burger. Oh, you've never eaten at this place. But that's so true. When we feel amazing in our body and we use this example with patients, it's like if you're a 60 or a 70% battery, you just never know what a hundred percent feels like until we kind of bring you up there. And then you would never want to be that 60% again. So it, these decisions become very easy. So if you're somebody who's like, I could never kick sugar, like, oh, I, I only work out so I can have my martini or my glass of wine at night, we want to show you how you can actually progress a lot more. And then all of a sudden you're like, I work out because I see results. That's why not I work out to justify a couple of food decisions that I know actually don't help my workout decisions. Yeah, and when you actually do kick these bad habits, you know, you go on a little sugar detox. Most people, I would say probably all people, when they go back to sugar, if they do have that little treat, they can feel that difference. You know, mm -hmm. when you're doing totally. it daily, you don't notice it. it's a part of your normal life, but you don't know how good you feel at that hundred percent battery. And so when you do go drop down to 50, 60%, you're like, Oh, I do not like this. Right. When you used to be so, I guess, normalized to that. Right. When you have the, your internal army, you're used to having, you know, 30, 40% of it fight those internal battles all the time. That zaps a lot of your energy. All of a sudden you have that back. And then that food gets reintroduced and you feel part of your energy go down because your army is busy. You're like, whoa, <laughs> I kind of like that 100% feel. Let's get back to that, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So those are the big things that I guess we need to detox from. We could go on for hours about all the different food irritants, life irritants, <laughs> stress, family, all of that. Those are all known things that cause inflammation in the body. But how do we actually detox besides just not doing it <laughs> or not? So... There's a couple different ways to do this. Of course, the m most obvious, fastest is just stop all these irritants, right? Cold turkey. 
And there's a lot of programs for this. If you're familiar with like Whole30 um, or a lot of these Anti-inflammatory other... Anti-inflammatory diets. Yeah, Deflame. De- um, de- there's a lot of different diets where um, you're just recommended not to eat these things. And that's totally fine. The way that we do it in our office is a more systematic approach where we're removing irritants um, a couple each week. So that it allows you time to actually build those habits of not having this thing be such a part of your life. But we're also going at a more gradual. So as we're eliminating things at the same time, you're feeling better. If you do that as kind of zero to a hundred approach of just cutting out everything, um, it's kind of a struggle for people because now you're really out in a level of uncomfortability when it comes to your food choices now you're really stripped down to uh, needing to cook everything. And that can be a big change for people. So we find that doing this over time, coaching them through the process allows them to build those habits. And we start with a known irritants. We work our way to those lesser known irritants, but we always test in the very beginning. So in our system, it's like, let's identify what's going on. We'll match it up with your symptoms. We'll start to eliminate those foods week by week and then work into those lesser known irritants. And then we'll reintroduce those, but we will go through a more strict detox phase. So the way we do this, as we like gradually remove those items, then you get to what I think most people think of as detox, is a time where we're having shakes, we're having less of that food. The reason this is so important is... When we have that time off, you're giving your body that mechanical time off from actually breaking down the food because it gets to a point where it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, but we're using those parts. We're using our body all the time. I use the example of hosting a really big party at your house. You can keep your house tidy and kind of keep the party going and flowing. But if you really wanted a deep clean at some point, you need to get rid of all those people. So imagine kind of five to 10 people at a time leaving, starting with the worst, most annoying, disruptive person. (laughs) So we're going to kick out sugar and alcohol and then work our way back. At the end of the night, you're going to have close friends and family who you really enjoy spending time with, but you just need them to be out of the house so you can deep clean and get everything back to normal. So that's a way I look at the detox. And then you start to reintroduce. When you reintroduce, if you brought sugar and alcohol right back to the house party and you saw how disruptive it was, you'd be kind of pissed off. Like, I just worked really hard to fix all of this. And then that's where we're able to develop what we call lifestyle type of diet, where it's like, hey, for your house, this is the things that help it. These are the things that hurt. This is what makes it awesome with you putting in the least amount of effort. So that's how we go through a detox. Which is very different than what I guess most people, and even me included, that I used to know in the past was like, oh, yeah, around January is where you clean up your diet. and. Mm-hmm go buy that seven day juice cleanse and expect it's going to work wonders for the past year of your life that you've done trauma to it. Yeah. And it's not to say that those things don't help. No, a hundred percent, but they're not, I guess they're not as great as it could be. Like how I like to describe it to patients, like we're priming your body. As you were saying, you're making it easier mechanically to break it down. So you have your friend, your fun friends at the end Mm -hmm. of the party to go through the detox. Yeah. We're priming it. We're t- making it easier on your body. We're slowly taking certain things away, and then we bring in the heat, yep. right? Yeah, exactly. The other part that is, um, I would say, not as readily touched on in a lot of programs, they're helping you remove, but they're not helping you bolster the repair. So uh, if I bring my vehicle to um, 
the mechanic and they put that up on the lift, they don't want to just take away things. There's going to be repair needed as well, the wear and tear on the vehicle. So with our internal organs, we need to supply it with the foods that are needed to create that repair. Um, So as we're removing the stuff that's bad, we're also coaching you on putting in that nutrition for growth and repair of your body, not just for energy. And we do use some specific supplements for that to help people through that process. lot of different ways to do it but um i mean we already talked about simple things removing sugar removing alcohol stopping fried food there's some other kind of i want to say tips hacks that you can do like uh i know you love your chlorella yeah i do (laughs) so we're gonna share we'll go through three tips um i really like a superfood it's called chlorella and what chlorella does is it removes heavy metals from our body so it helps your body to actually detox uh to get everyone listening again, when I say removes heavy metals, uh, they've done studies uh, even involving heavy drinking, and people have seen a 98% chance of zero hangover when you have this. So if anyone's ever woken up with a hangover, I did it once. Just uh, that one time. <laughs> just that one time. And you know how inflamed, and it feels like your face has tripled in size. That's how much inflammation is in alcohol, right? But when we have something like this, it can really remove those heavy metals and those toxins from the body. Um, It's been shown in studies that taking chlorella for three months at a pretty low dosage can completely uh, restore the cells in the liver. So that's enough time to detox that liver. Of course, if you can couple that with no drinking, that's amazing. Um, three months is really the time where we get that full cell turnover, whether or not you're taking the chlorella, but I really like that. Uh, it's one of my favorite supplements. Um, and I truthfully, I take this one every day and I feel a lot better when I take it because I just feel a lot cleaner as far as my food. I feel a lot less inflammation in my body. And this is coming from somebody who eats a very anti-inflammatory diet. Uh, but I know it's a big difference with it. It's one of my favorite supplements. Kind of going back to the beginning, we talked about removing the no toxin, but also building up our detoxification system. Right. And that's a part of your daily life. Yeah, exactly. So not only am I avoiding those things, but by adding this in, it really helps um, continue to reduce any heavy metals or reduce that inflammation. The awesome thing about chlorella is it's actually the fastest growing food in the world. It quadruples itself any 20, every 24 hours. And they call that chlorella-like growth factor. I always stumble on that one. Uh, so when you eat it, that growth factor actually affects the good gut bacteria that you have and it helps to increase that. So back to our army example, it's like, Hey, pick out your best soldiers. And then we're getting duplicates of those. So you're bolstering more and more of your good gut bacteria. And ultimately our gut's always going to have good and bad, but we're just looking to have a lot higher percentage of the good. Um, and then I guess we've already touched on like the no sugar, but we can kind of go into it a yeah. little bit more because yeah. we're going to definitely dive deep. Yeah. You know? We're going to go deep next time with more solutions, but this can be as simple as I would start with, um, you know, do it for a day, go for a week, pick a friend, do a Facebook group. Um, I'm sure you can find them are <laughs> just like no sugar groups or things like that, but um, just go for a week. The one thing like we said, we'll dive into this a lot more, but start just by looking at your labels. And just worry about that. And any food that you have, make sure there's zero added sugar. Let's do that for a week. Um, Number one, you'll be really surprised of all the different sources that it's in and how much sugar are in certain things. You know, you think of a can of soda, like it's not that much. I mean, it's about 16 grams of soda of sugar. That's a lot. There was a crazy uh, statistic I just heard recently 
um, without getting like the numbers of it, but really over the last about 60 years, every portion size has about quadrupled. So, you know, when somebody says, I used to have like a bagel for breakfast and this and that, like actually back then it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but when you quadruple that or triple it, um, and then really not just on a baseline quadruple or triple, but the nutrition is so much worse. That's uh, what's really crazy. You know, soda, it used to be a really small serving. Now it's huge. And then so much more sugar. Um, so these things that used to be okay just are not anymore. Yeah, we think of like supersize me or supersize mm-hmm. at McDonald's or any of that. Yeah. But it happens in every outlet of food or our nutrition, not just those fast food chains. Yeah, without even getting the bigger size, it's already quite big. And definitely, uh, you know, if you travel around, you realize like American portion sizes are really solid <laughs> and like we um we feel like we need to force feed ourselves a, a lot of protein too yeah there's a lot with that um and but going back to the labels yeah being you just got to be aware and so many people are blown away like ketchup you just think oh that's just tomatoes yeah. right and just a little condiment and you really look at how much added sugar is in there and it's in right. everything and you know and then ketchup can be on everything it's right ketchup can be on everything. itself so you find all these things, and uh, what we'll touch on next time is more of these strategies. And the ketchup's like a perfect example. It's like find a sugar-free ketchup that you really like, and then all of a sudden that little thing isn't a detriment, right? So think of just gaining your army back a guy at a time, you know, more and more to fight. Um, the last one we'll talk about is actually the easiest ones, and one of my favorites is using the sauna. There's a ton of studies about this, um, but ultimately hot and cold both provide amazing benefits for our body. Uh, it's you know kind of interesting. We exist in this like middle Goldilocks zone, but our body does a lot of crazy awesome things at either extreme. And what it does with heat is we um, really deep, we lose a lot of the toxins in our body through our sweat. Um, there's more in our sweat than in our urine or our feces. It eliminates way more. Uh, the other thing that's awesome with sauna, uh, and a lot of people you're going to find, you're probably utilizing this after your gym use. Uh, and right after you use the gym or you work out, when you go in the sauna, you increase your ability to metabolize protein by 24%. That's a lot. If that was a supplement, like we'd be killing it. <laughs> but the other thing why I like it so much is it's easy as hell. <laughs> you just got to sit there. Um, you try to work up to 15 minutes. Um, you know, I, I kind of getting back into it now. It was good for a while. I could go up to about 20, but it takes a while to build kind of back up. You feel really tough for five minutes. And then about seven, eight, I hit the <laughs> like a lot of mental uh, struggle. But uh, the other things that are great about that is it makes our blood flow a lot easier. It makes it so much easier on our heart um, where the benefits, honestly, of just from sitting in the sauna are like similar to doing actual running exercise and cardiovascular stuff for your heart. Not at the same exact, but there's a lot of benefits there. Yeah. And if you don't have access to a sauna, I mean, it's not going to be as good, but hey, Imagine this one exercise is good for you and helps detoxification. Yeah. So yeah. getting to that sweat, whether it came from the sauna or, you know, being outside when it's super hot, doesn't happen too much for us now, but there's ways to get there. Yeah. I love the fact that you look up any disease or anything, pretty sure exercise is going to be one of the top, I guess, benefits are going to help you with that disease and detoxification is definitely one up there. Yeah. One thing um, we didn't touch on really much at all, but when we're, when we do detox and we actually get through that process, not only do we free up more energy because your body is not fighting off everything, but it really normalizes our hormones. And when you're not having all this inflammation, all this bad stuff going on, and you optimize those those hormones, you get a lot more resilience um, 
more energy. So it's really now instead of these negative compounding effects, like the, I had some alcohol, ate fried food, had the milkshake, bad things, we're habit stacking with good stuff. And the longer you can do it, the better you're going to feel. And you will get like an exponential benefit with this. But don't get discouraged that it does look like that exponential line for a while. It's not a lot of movement, not a lot of movement. And then we start to see some stuff. And then your health can really take off from there. Exactly. Um, well, I think this is a great point to, I guess, time to kind of, what's the big takeaway? What is, let's summarize this last 30 minutes talking about sugar detoxification, these other processes. But what is detox and how does it make our life better? Here's the bullet points. Detox is removing the irritants from our body. It's supplying the nutrition that we need so that we can heal and repair. It's making sure that our own um, internal, uh, like our immune system, our internal defense system, we'll say, is at its max capacity and it can fight off anything that's going on. Um, And we need to find that out through some eliminations, through some testing, And then we can develop what we call that lifestyle type of diet. We can figure out what works for you, where we're not creating that inflammation. And you can have a very clear vision on what you need to do day by day to keep getting better rather than feeling like kind of running, uh, running myself into the ground and then needing a lot of work to get back to a baseline and then kind of repeating that pattern where we want to see you continually just get better, better, better. Couldn't have said it better. (laughs) I'm glad. Uh, (laughs) Excited to talk next week about sugar sugar make sure to tune into that one um we'll promise won't be too bad but you'll love it you're going to learn a lot and uh really come down to it learn how bad sugar is for your body and why you don't want it in your life exactly knowledge is power we're going to give you a lot of um little habits that you can implement and things that you can do to make kicking that sugar habit easy and um living a pretty sweet life (laughs) love it we'll see you guys next week